Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, former Wall Street analyst turned holistic health warrior. In 2015, I suffered from chronic allergies, lifelong back pain, and fatigue and brain fog that were so bad that I feared I had a brain tumor. Then I found the first medical medium book, and I quickly recovered from these symptoms plus many others. Fast forward through all of my trial and error and hard lessons learned, and now I'm using all of that knowledge and experience to support people just like you as you heal. I created the Quest for Healing podcast to give you clarity on what a health journey really looks like, guidance to get you through challenges that you may come up against, and support and inspiration here whenever you need it. So if you're looking to take control of your health so that you can move forward with your life, you're in the right place. Welcome to episode 98. I hope you're enjoying the summer. It's been ridiculously hot here in Florida, and I'm really looking forward to some cooler weather up in Alaska over the next couple of weeks. This will be my first trip there, so I'm pretty darn excited about it. So right now I'm pulling together my supplements and some critical kitchen items that I don't like to travel without, like my own bamboo cutting board, a paring knife, and a citrus juice squeezer so that I can have lemon juice without fail wherever I am. I also still need to contact the place that I'm staying over the next few days to find out if they will have a blender for me so that I can make my smoothies. The last place I stayed at had an amazing blender, so I'm really hopeful. I'm also planning the snacks and food to bring on the flights, which will likely include bananas, dried mango, some blueberry Lara bars, and probably a huge salad. And I hope you're having a fun summer as well and that you're able to take your medical medium lifestyle on the road too. Before we go on to today's episode, I wanted to ask you a favor. Since my spring hiatus from the podcast, I know that fewer people have been listening because I didn't have any new episodes, and I'm sorry for that. And while I know that so many of you have come back for the new episodes, I was hoping that you could help me spread the word a little bit more. If you wouldn't mind, could you please just tell one friend about the podcast? I've heard from so many of you that you found it inspiring, and I know there must be other people out there that we can help as well. So if you could tell just one person, I would really appreciate it. Now with that, let's dive right into today's episode because it's a really good one. My guest is Jeff Johnson. His symptoms started with just a pinch in his ankle. 
Then it became a tingling feeling in his toes and ankle. Then it spread to both feet and it kept getting progressively worse. Fast forward and he ended up having to use a wheelchair for a year. Multiple surgeries and many doctor's visits later and various conflicting diagnoses later as well, his quality of life continued to decline rapidly. He was a single dad in his early 40s, and he just couldn't believe or accept that this was his fate, so he decided to take matters into his own hands. While part of his journey included medical medium information, we also dig into how he created an environment for healing around himself, which included not only what he ate, but also how he brainstormed his healthiest day and how he shifted his approach to relationships with others as well as with himself. We spend a lot of time in this episode talking about his mindset shift aspect of this journey, and I think you'll find his perspective on this as inspiring as I did. So if you've been dealing with severe neurological issues or feel like you're stuck in a down spiral, I hope you'll keep listening to this amazing episode. So with that, let's go right into it. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here. Absolutely. Love to be here. I'm so excited to hear more about your story. It's different from any of the other stories I've ever had on the podcast. And so I'm going to have you just dive right in and tell me where your health journey started. Absolutely. I was relatively healthy, you know, in my 30s. And I coached cross country, coached track and field and ran a lot. I ate what I thought was a healthy diet. And it consisted of some junk food, but it also consisted of some healthy foods and some smoothies from time to time. And my health journey, things were going well. And one day I was out running with my cross country team and my ankle pinched. And I say pinched because I've had lots of other injuries before. And it wasn't a pull. It wasn't a twist. It wasn't anything like that. It was definitely a nerve pinch. And I could tell something was different. That happened over and over again. And I did some some work with some podiatrists and things like that along the way. And through that process, I actually had some other things happening in my life, which I was going through a divorce. So I had this little health thing on the side and then was going through a divorce on the other side and things just kind of accumulated, I guess. And I started noticing some tingling in my toes and some tingling in my ankles and things weren't getting better. And were those on the same foot as the pinch in your ankle or was it in both? of It started on my right foot. And so I started, I started doing the limp, you know, and the compensation when I walk and trying to just carry on with life with a good attitude and just keep pushing forward and and what we do. But, you know, speeding up time a little bit, I started noticing some tingling in my left foot. And so now I have like something's going on here that's not some, you know, an injury, you know, from running. It is something in my feet are doing something. So I started to get a little bit nervous about that point continue to go into doctors and I continually getting worse to the point where over the course of the year, I went to plenty of doctors and no diagnosis whatsoever. It started to hurt to walk more. So I started walking less. I started getting a little bit, <clears throat> I don't want to use the word depressed, but I started getting a little bit slower in life, slower in conversations, talking to people less, you know, not getting out as much, just things just started going downhill. And I just didn't understand how was I on top of the mountain and just suddenly falling down the mountain. Like, you know, my family broke up and then I'm, you know, laying here. I can't hardly walk. 
But eventually it got to the point where I had some surgeries, some nerve release surgeries and some camera surgeries, and they didn't find anything. So I'm a, two years into this, hardly walking, in lots of pain, social life is done, and not sure what to do at this point, right? So, and so the doctors had some theories of what they thought it was, right? Because they were doing surgery, but then they would get in there and find out that it wasn't what they thought was going on, wasn't? Yeah, so they had a pinched nerve theory, a tarsal tunnel release surgery, and maybe the nerves were, you know, tangled up or kind of like a garden hose. They weren't flowing very well. We did all of the tests. I can't remember them all now, the names of them, because I just did so many. And they offered me any pain medicine I wanted, like anything on the market I could get and use injections, the pills, whatever it is. They offered me, you know, psychological depression, anxiety medicine. They say, you know, it's it's all manifestation of what you're going through. And so they offered me all kinds of things. And I tried tons of them. You know, one of the things I think about is in my journey, I kept telling myself, well, just go find out, just go find out. And I, I try to find out, does this pain medicine work? Does this anxiety medicine work? Does this surgery work? So I kept trying to find out and I never really gave up on it. Eventually, I got to a point where I was wheelchair bound and the doctors told me, you're, you're going downhill. You need to get your life together so someone can take care of you. And I'm like, I don't have anybody. I got little boys, right? Like right. I don't have oh a big God. family. And how um, old were you when that was happening? 40. Okay. I would say 40, 41, maybe. Oh my God. Yeah. So I couldn't get a wheelchair from insurance that wasn't like thousands of dollars. So I basically borrowed a wheelchair from my school and continued working, teaching in a wheelchair. The lowest point, the most difficult year, I went to the doctor. I actually added it up over 50 times that year to several different doctors, neurologists, podiatrists, and I mean, you name them, I sought them out. I waited months for the specialist. And in the meantime, I just was at the lowest point where I could not walk and get my mail without a wheelchair because the pain was so bad. Like it was just excruciating pain. And about that time, right before I went to the wheelchair, I came across the cleanse to heal book from medical medium. And at that point, I remember this very distinctly. I was in the back laying in the hammock and trying to do some research on my phone and And I couldn't even understand what that meant. Like I could not, I did not have the bandwidth in my own brain to like, what do you mean my liver is causing my problems? What do you mean these viruses? What do you mean? That doesn't make sense. I can't handle this. So I kind of dismissed it because I just wasn't in a healthy enough place or a desperate enough place or a pivoting enough place to pivot and change at that point. I was just too low. And so I just let it go. And I went to the wheelchair and I kept on, kept on, you know, just making sure things went the best I could for my family and just did it. I would fall asleep as soon as I sit down. I was exhausted. I couldn't carry on conversations. There was always this thought pattern in your head of like the worst case scenario. And you couldn't get out of that loop of of the struggle with that. Like it was just absolutely. No, we use the term mattress island. But that's truly what it is. You're just living from couch to chair to kitchen table, the couch to chair, and you just can't get out of that cycle. So eventually, kind of making the story move along a little bit, I got to a pretty low point 
and I was pretty stressed out, pretty desperate. And I was in the crying mode and the why mode and the upset mode. And I realized I really don't have a lot of options left. I mean, I seriously don't. I mean, options are very analytical here to be as transparent as possible. Option number one, I can take my life and just be done with it. Option number two, I can fight and lose. Option number three, I can fight and win and change the generation for my children. So if something happens, I would know my kids saw dad as a fighter, as a go-getter. Like Whether I win or lose, I leave that legacy behind for them so they can continue learning. So I was like, well, what are my options? All right, here's this Cleanse the Heal book. Let me open this up because there's something in here that's calling me that's magnetically pulling me in this direction how did you find the book to begin with i think i was searching just scrolling through my phone and looking at diets and nutrition what helps nerves you know what are the healthy foods and trying to like map it out myself and i think the book just kind of stumbled upon that and at this point i was like well I've done the doctor thing. I tried to find out. I've done the wheelchair thing. I've tried to find out. I've done all of these scenarios, but I haven't done this one. Yeah. And the Google universe does help us sometimes. Yeah. And I think when you go to like a lot of times our phones and computers, if we go to, to them with intent and not just like browsing through them, we can have a very positive interaction with them. So it kind of saves me, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. I ordered that book and I said, well, let's do it. Let's all in. Like, So what year was this? I'm, I'm 45 now. Okay. That was probably when I'm 42. Okay. So 2020 around the time it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I read the book. I listened to him all the time and I started implementing small changes. I wanted to go all in, but I just wasn't, wasn't going to go all in quite yet. So my goal was each week replace what I'm doing with one of medical mediums things. Just each week change something. Yeah. So what did you start with? I started doing the the lemon water, I believe. Yes. Every morning I started with lemon water and then that grew into the celery juice afterwards. And then I learned more about toxic heavy metals. And then I learned how to make a few snacks and then a, then a little lunch and a little dinner. But I was still addicted to all of some of those other things. But I was smart enough as being a health teacher, the details do matter. Like every little step moves the needle and changes things slowly. And my healing was excruciatingly slow, <laughs> but it was always in motion. And that's what I always kind of forgot in the, in the little time of it, right? In the, in the meantime. So those little things started adding up. So what were the first things that you noticed after you started doing, say, the lemon water? Like, did you start having healing happen? Did you start seeing anything shift or were you still just moving forward because this was your only option? How did it, how did that happen when you first started? I didn't feel anything starting. It wasn't okay. anything. There was no big miracle like, oh, this saved me. This lemon water is it. It was not like that for me. It was faith pull my bootstraps up. It was determination. It was, I've got to do this. My why was big. Like I had a big why behind me that gave me the motivation to not give up, not back down. This is, this is the route. This is the, my life for the rest of my life. Like however long it's going to be, this is what I'm doing because I believe in it. 
there was one statement that was said to me that kind of changed the course of it all. And that's when he said, is your body is, is unconditionally loving you and trying to heal you all times. And that's how your body works. It's not going to attack you. It's not going to harm you. It's not going to hurt you. That's not how you were created. If you believe in certain beliefs. And when he said that to me in such a contrast to what all the medical world said to me is my body's attacking itself. Well, it kind of is, but my body's trying to heal itself too. So I got to the point where, well, if my body is trying to heal, what can I do to help? So I started creating the healthiest environment I could in my, in my veins, in my body, in my organs, in my brain, in my living room, in my relationships. And that's hard to do. So where did you start with that? I love this concept of creating this, this huge healing environment. So where did you start with that? I sat down one morning and I wrote down the most healing day I could possibly have. Who would I talk to? I mean, it was in detail. It was about four pages long. What would oh, I say wow. to my children? What would I say to my children? I would say, I love you. And so I went with intent to tell them that when they woke up. I would drink my lemon water, celery juice, heavy metal detox smoothie. I'd have a fruit bowl. Then I would do meditation. Then I would stretch. I would pick up marbles with my toes. I would crinkle a little towel with my toes to keep mobility going. I wrote it out with intent and I did it. And I said, this is the day I have to do these things. I have to call this person in my past. I have to learn to forgive this. I have whatever it is. It was, it was like a four page thing. So I said to myself, coming from a coaching background where I've coached many people, you have to create momentum. And so day one turned into day two, to week one, to week two. And I slowly over the months and months changed my life completely. And through that time, I took less focus on my nerves healing. And my more focus was on enriching my life the way it should be, like with abundance and the right mindset, the right way to talk to myself. And so it was a lot of just reprogramming and learning. And I kind of forgot about my nerves. So when you were working through the mindset shift, I'm really fascinated by this because it's really hard when people are in that, you know, that major downward spiral and they're, they're trying to figure out how to fight from the bottom. Right. And I think sometimes it's, you know, you can find some of that motivation, but sometimes I think people don't know what to do so much. And so I want to hear a little more about how you started making those changes in your mindset to make the bigger changes, right? To keep yourself going to self-perpetuate this. Well, like I was saying, first step was to write down intentional day of what is healing. And a section of that day was set aside for just self-talk. And so I sat down with myself and I said, you know, you are worthy of healing. You, you can do this. You are doing this. And what does it feel like to say those things to myself in contrast to what I used to say? Like, I'm getting worse. I'm not going to make it. This hurts so bad. And today I just said the opposite of those things. So I would just kind of write out those types of, I am healing today. My body wants to heal today. I just gave it what it needs. And I slowly learned to talk to myself with a different language than, okay. than what I was doing before. 
Mm-hmm. As a coach, when I coached athletes, I usually gave them great affirmation when they worked hard and they worked harder for me. Well, I never did that to myself. So when I, I started giving myself those affirmations of look what you did this morning, you made your celery juice standing instead of sitting like, wow, let's do this. Let's celebrate. So I learned to celebrate like, and I never really celebrated a lot, you know, and I celebrated more and, and was happy about those things. So it's, it's just grabbing the bull by the horn to say, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to love myself and, and know that I'm worthy of it and take action, like be intentional with it and set aside that time. And over time that reprograms you and then it spills over into everything else. So all of this healing stuff is woven together from the foods we eat to the way we think and how we treat others and how we show up at our jobs and our relationships. It is all woven together. Now, one of the biggest things for me now on a, you know, a different part of my journey is back then when I was in the wheelchair, all I prayed for is that the pain would stop. It's like, just please, God, like, I don't know where you're at. Like, you left me, man. Like, please. But now that I'm past that point, I'm so glad the pain did not stop. And that's so strange for people to understand. Because if he would have came down and gave me this miracle, like, oh, you're healed. All right, go. Good job. I would have never have learned all of the lessons or grown closer or changed or evolved into who I am today through the journey. So you have to learn to like, this is a journey. And oh my gosh, what am I going to get today? Like something special is going to happen today. I know it. Like God is working through this. And so when you, when you kind of shift your perspective and I did, wasn't, I couldn't do that at one point. Remember a long time ago when I got the like cleanse the heal book or the liver book, I didn't have, I couldn't do it then, but I had to be intentional. And so now I'm thankful that there wasn't this magic pill that saved me. There wasn't this shot that helped me. There wasn't those things because the things I learned along the way are more valuable than the medication that, you know, that I could have just supported myself on. Right. It's amazing. I, I, I completely resonate with what you just said, because when I first started out, there were people who would talk about how, you know, their illness or their symptoms were such a gift because it led to so many changes in their lives. And I always just thought that was sort of a load of crap for, for lack of a better term. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, within a couple of years, I definitely got to that spot too. It's like, oh yes, it's opened my eyes on life in a completely different way and brought me so many wonderful people and experiences and a change of perspective that I am so open to. So that's amazing. And so when you were starting out, I want to get back to, you know, you're plugging through, you're doing your lemon water, you're doing your celery juice. When did you start to see a physical difference with your symptoms? All right. I can do this. This is good. This makes me happy because there was a time I work at in school and I started noticing I had, I went down and got my mail from the mailbox. I breathed through it and I did it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get out of this wheelchair and I'm just going to set it over here and just look at it because I'm not going to rely upon it. So I had to be intentional about not staying there, but getting out of my comfort zone. And if it's just a tiny bit out of my comfort zone, that's what I'm going to do. So I decided at one point to get a stepper, the little watch, right? You go on your watch to count your steps. And I would get up in the morning, go to my job, work all day long, 
come home at night and I would be under a thousand steps for the day. And I was like, wow, pretty good, I guess. I, I don't know. I didn't have a, you know, an understanding of what was good or what wasn't, but I walked to, you know, my car and put the wheelchair in there and walked to my couch. And that was about 900 steps for the day. So with that stepper, I knew I needed something to show me that I can continually push out of my comfort zone. And it was a very analytical, mathematical, like 1,200 steps today, Jeff. And so I was like, yes, I don't know how I did it, but it's 1,200. And so the stepper watch changed my life because it went from 1,200, you know, to 1,500. And like it just kept growing over the course of the year. I was focusing on other things of healing. And the steps were coming along. And eventually now I'm to a point in today where I can go 25,000 steps, hike 11, 12 miles. I can run, jog, I'll say. I don't really want to go run again, but I can go jogging in the woods and in the trails. Do I still have some pain? Yes. Like there is still some healing left to do. I am confident that I'm on the right track and it just takes time. but with that time that I have left my journey to heal all the nerves, I'm more excited about all the other healing that's going to happen. Right. Like there's so many other wonderful things. So yeah, this, that stepper for me and mine was mobility. So I know other people struggle with different things and I can relate to it because I look healthy, but the inside of my body was not. And so people look at me like, why are you in a wheelchair? You big faker. Oh my God. That's so prevalent, isn't it? It's so terrifying that people just don't believe anybody anymore, that they think they're faking it when, yeah. and I think, I think almost everybody in this community relates to that because I think we've Absolutely. all had some of that. Oh man, it's so frustrating. And so what was your sort of your specific aha moment when you were like, Oh my God, this really works. I don't know if there was like a pivotal aha moment. It was just like the momentum of every day started to become more exciting to be involved in not like depressed to be like I it wasn't a fight every day so yeah. the days slowly evolved into thriving like what can I do today what is given back to me today instead of like do I have to go to the grocery store it's gonna hurt now it's like oh let's go do that like like it's fantastic let's go so it was it wasn't a, a moment it was a slow like i said excruciating slow change of time but the mindset changes and everything changes so okay so what i'm hearing you say is that the mindset shift was bigger for you than feeling a cessation of the pain to get yeah. you moving and get you doing things so the pain hadn't necessarily started going away but you just felt better because your mind shift was in a better place first. I think I realized that my holistic body needed to heal. And so I couldn't have a conversation with you, you know, four years ago. I didn't have the bandwidth to do that. Now I can have that conversation. So like my mental clarity needed to heal. Everything kind of heals together. So that one symptom might not, it might just be a little aggravating to get through. I used to have psoriasis all over my body, like skin. There's one time I had gutate psoriasis after strep throat, and I meant all over my body. Oh, and then wow. I had just psoriasis on my elbows and things, but I didn't even care about that, right? Like I just wanted to be out of pain. But through the process, like 
there's only one piece of psoriasis on my body that's not even bigger than the tip of your your pinky. And it's just kind of just there. And I don't even think about it in my day. I don't even care. I wouldn't even think about it in this podcast because it's so irrelevant to me because we're talking about nerves. But so much of your body's healing and you don't realize it because we're focused on one laser symptom and it takes a little time, it takes a little time. And, and and so it wasn't a pivotal wake up on this day and like, oh gosh, that's gone. No, it just slowly fades. And in that fading process, other things arise. So so one of the things I noticed on my journey was I had symptoms that would get better and I didn't even realize it. Cause again, they weren't ones that I was focused on, but I used to have heart palpitations. And then all of a sudden one day something came up and I was thinking about it. Cause I was talking to somebody about heart palpitations and I thought, Oh, I haven't had a heart palpitation in four or five months. I'm like, Oh, I guess that's gone now too. Did you, what were some of the things that you had that happen with? Cause I'm guessing you went through something similar to that. It absolutely do. Um, I think it's such a blessing that we forget so quickly when it's not there, like yes. so fast. Yes. Like, my psoriasis was one of them. And I just like, oh, I have clear skin. Well, that makes life a lot easier. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so yeah, I think one of mine was I forgot words all the time in conversation. I'm like, you know what I'm talking about. And eventually the words just kind of came back into my language as I could talk smoothly with my students again. And I just forgot about that. And then when I run into another person and I hear that statement of like, you know what that thing's called, right? Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I used to do that all the time. I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't change a conversation and people didn't want to talk to me because I was talking so slowly because I was trying so hard to manage the symptoms and carry on a conversation. And so I think I bored a lot of people and now like, I'm not managing this wildfire of symptoms and illness in my body. So I can devote very intentionally to every conversation I have. Like that was a big one for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I had some of that hard to have a conversation stuff. It's, it's strange when it's happening, but it's such a relief when it's over. Yeah. I hear you. So as you delved into Cleanse to Heal, and I don't know how many of the other books you ended up reading. I don't know if that was sort of the path you went on or if you found Cleanse to Heal and really just stuck to that. But when you were trying to figure out what protocol to follow, how did you approach that? Well, I looked at all the protocols and I studied through them. And at one point in my doctor journey, I went to a doctor and he did some tests for me and he said, you have all the markers for multiple sclerosis. Just want to let you know, like you have these markers that you have it or you potentially are going to have much worse than what you do now. And you have all the markers for Hashimoto's thyroiditis. However, I went to other doctors on my career and said, well, you could have lupus. And so depending on which doctor I went to, they all tried to help me with different diagnosis. So I was left going, I don't want any of that. I don't know what to do with that, right? Like I can't, I can't wrap my brain around these five things that could be wrong with me. So as I looked through the books, I was like, it doesn't even matter. Like those are all just labels I'm putting on myself. All I know is my body wants to heal. So how do I give it something, a chance to heal? I just got to give it a chance. So I looked through the things and I started seeing some commonalities of, hey, lemon balm is in a lot of this stuff. Okay. Heavy metal detox smoothies 
kind of in everything. It really just made sense to me that all the foods that he was eating, I, I don't know if other people see this, they're just recycling a recipe in a different way, whether it's cilantro and this or cilantro and that. And so I just took that food book, that a different book that he has. Life-changing foods. Life-changing foods. And I was like, let's do it. Like, let's just find out what these foods are and let's eat it. And so my mentality was the opposite of what I was doing because I was trying to do the the starving, intermittent fasting. And I was like, I'm starving my body of healing. Like, that doesn't make sense. So now that I started thinking differently and changing my perspective, I don't want to starve my body of all these nutrients. I want to flood my body. I don't want to do too much. And so when I started talking to myself different, like, I want to do too much. I'm going to do too much exercises. I'm going to do too much healthy eating. I'm going to have too much of these things. And I know detoxing is different for everybody, but my mindset changed. So I started eating not just one banana as a snack. I ate five or six. Instead of just like a little bit, I started just eating more and more of these things. And I was lucky. My body just accepted it. They said, sure, we'll do that. Like instead of eating one orange, I'd have four. What's the difference? So I just wanted to flood my body in that phase of healing after I got more confidence in what I was doing. And so I went through probably a year, nine months of just gorging my body with just healthy foods all the time, all the time. And I I was kind of strict about things. Now to be on the other side of it, I got to a point where I got a little bit too strict and I started getting stressed about how do I go out to eat with my friends now that I have friends, right? How do I manage this? Because I can't do this and do this, right? so contradictory to some other people and, and food is just one of those things we want to like come around with. And if you're the one person off to the side eating six bananas at a Thai restaurant or whatever you're going out to eat, like it doesn't work really well. So I had to learn to gorge myself in healthy, good foods as much as I possibly could. And when I went out to eat, I found the healthiest option I could find. And I just had that and I started becoming healthy with giving myself grace because I knew having friends and having social life and having family around is also healthy. Like I have, it's a wheel and the whole wheel has to be considered. I can't just sit at home and not talk to anybody, not have any friends because I have to eat differently. That wasn't healthy either. So I had to get out and like stretch myself to get out there. And eventually to today in my journey now, I don't really talk about what I eat unless somebody asks. I just live my life and own it. And I have my smoothie. I have my lemon water with me. And if someone asks, I say something and I'm happy as can be. So That's awesome. You know, I think you've made such a great point about the, it, it is, and it all depends on where we are in our healing, right? Like a lot of people early in their days, they do end up staying home more because they need that. They need that little protective cocoon where they can control everything. And some people have symptoms where eating out gets really hard because they'll have big triggers. But for a lot of people, once their body's done a lot of healing, getting out and trying to find those places where they can go eat and still feel comfortable with what they've eaten and their body doesn't react to it, it's 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 such a gift in the end, right? Because you can get back to meeting up with friends. And I do think that that's one of the things that a lot of people struggle with. But I think you have a really good attitude about it in terms of 
The rest of the time you're doing everything you can. You pick the healthiest thing you can find on the menu. You do the best you can. You give yourself grace because it is another part of your life that's so important. And I, I definitely have seen in the Facebook groups over time, people who feel so isolated. And I think with the growth of this community, it helps too, because I know for me, I have several friends who I see occasionally to fairly frequently who also follow medical medium. And so even within that group of friends, different people have a different tolerance for what they will do when they go out to eat and how they'll approach it. And I have a little different point of view on it too, when we go out, but you know, it's, it's just one more way to integrate that into my life. And it is fun to go out to eat with them because they never, they never, they never say anything about what I'm trying to order right? It's never, it never looks that much different than what they're doing too. But I love that you've been able to do that. And in terms, now you've said that you're a teacher, especially when you started out, were you just bringing your food to work with you every day? Did you just pack like a cooler and bring your smoothies to school and things like that? How did that work? Yeah. Before I answer that, I want to share something that was on my mind. Like podcasts like this is wonderful because there's somebody else has navigated this terrain. Like, and now that I'm off the other side of the jungle, right? I'm like into another point. We now love to look back and say, hey, no, come this way. Hey, no, we can do it this way. And there's this wonderful relationship between the mentor and the mentee, right? Like we can help navigate those paths that we've been through because I've, I've had mine, you know, I know what it's like to be isolated at home and I know what it's like to be in a wheelchair and I know what it's like to just starting to get not feeling well. Like when I look back at it now, I'm on the other side of like, I feel great most every single day. So people in your life that can share that navigation is so crucial to have, like absolutely. But what do I do on a, like for food wise, I'm blessed. I'm really happy because I've dialed into what I love to do every day. Like I can tell you like my typical day as a teacher, I, I wake up and I have like my lemon water, then I have my celery juice and then I go to work. And then I have my heavy metal detox smoothie. And then I snack on fruit through the days. I'm teaching all the kids at school know that I'm eating fruit. They bring me bananas because they think they're funny. And then at lunch, I have a huge fruit salad. And I just make that and because it's easy because I, I got to make it sustainable. I absolutely do. So I've just kind of kind of grown into like just having that big fruit salad. What do you put in your fruit salad? everything I possibly can. Sometimes only one thing, like it just depends. Sometimes it's just a papaya for lunch. And sometimes it's just everything. While blueberries, papaya, pineapple, just mint leaves, if I have them, I just put them in there. Okay. So I start with that, right? Like that's my typical day as I'm teaching. And then on my way home, I usually have some other type of snack, like an apple with dates. And so I just eat in the car, tastes like a caramel apple. I'm happy and I can drive and eat that. And I get home and I have my own chef Jeff cookbook, I call it. And it's just so nerdy, right? Like I have like these 10 meals that I know I love to eat. I know how to cook them. I know how to do it. Right. And it, it works for me. And these are my meals. And then I eat some of those every single night through the week. So what's one of your favorites in the chef Jeff cookbook? There's a potato, a sweet potato noodle that I do, and I'll make like a, a ginger garlic dressing with it and just put a bunch of vegetables in the noodle. Kind of like my take on a pad thai, right? Like 
that's what it's kind of like. But yeah, just that salad. There's a couple salads. So now over the last two years, my personal Chef Jeff's cookbook, right, is just, and it's, it's not really, it's just all written out on paper. I have like three breakfast things I love to eat, you know, and three or four salads I absolutely love and dinners and then my desserts. I know I can go make those wild blueberry tart. I know how to make it just like that. And boy, I just have it at night ready to go. So do I work in the kitchen a lot? Sure, I do. But I kind of balance it with just eating a lot of fruit during the day. And so I don't have to prepare a lot of that fruit to the smoothies and stuff like that. Occasionally, I'll do like a three, six, nine advanced cleanse. But to do it now, it's just seamless. It kind of just flows. It just kind of works like, okay, because I'm already kind of doing it. I've never done any of his protocols exactly. I have never done a 369 advanced cleanse perfect to the T. I just mess up every single time, but I still know that it's working. I still know I'm moving the needle. I still know I'm, I'm in the right ballpark. I'm in the right arena. I'm in the right seat to heal, you know, and it, you don't have to be perfect and extremely strict about it in my scenario the way I dealt with it so do I still do them sure I'll do them once every three months or something when my calendar works just great but it just comes naturally now I love that you know I call most of my three six nine cleanses that I do now I label them all as simplified and I, and there's something about that label right it's like I've done I've done I don't know how many advances I've done it's probably 10 or 12 I don't even know I haven't really counted I've done a bunch of the originals. I've done a bunch of simplifieds. Now I just call them all simplifieds in my head. And I will tell you, they pull lots of elements from the advanced. They pull some of the elements from the original. And I'm like, the label I'm going to give it is simplified because if somebody really wanted to get on me, they would be like, yeah, but that doesn't follow that. And I'm like, I don't care. I will tell you what day nine always looks like. Day nine always looks like all the juices from advanced 369 because that's my favorite day. And the rest of it, it's like, yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes I'll have a little fat at dinner the first couple of days because I need it. I need it to transition down to fat-free. Okay, great. Like, it's my cleanse. At this point, I do whatever I want. And it's for the same reason as you're saying. I know I'm moving the needle. It sort of doesn't matter what label I put on it. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what diagnosis do you have? What should I do? What What's happening? Should I take this? Should I take that? Should I eat this? Should I eat that? Well, we just got to get you, like, just do it. Like, just go try it out and just keep eating those foods over time. Absolutely. And for me, I make, I laugh at myself at this because now day nine for me, I always stay home day nine and I clean house. I get all my laundry done (laughs) and like, it's so nerdy. I get it. But there's just that one day I just say, okay, it's Sunday and I'm not going to leave. And I just have it all there. And I and I don't expend too much energy. I don't try to go anywhere. And I just, I get super like mega productive in the home. I fix the screen door and I fix this and I get that done and whatever it is. But the whole day, I'm like flooding my body with all those juices and all those nutrients. And I take a nap on the couch. And I, and I love that day. I know. So like it, you have to just kind of make it work for your schedule, right? And yeah. That's how it works for me. That's how it works for me. So. It's it's like it's like the full life detox for you, right? Yeah. It's yeah. you're cleansing your body that day and you're resetting everything around you too. I call it my airplane mode day. I don't I don't I don't connect to anything. I love it. It's just I love me and it. some music and some juices and yeah, just a home day. And typically on the other days I'm out, I'm busy all day long doing stuff, talking to people, 
but it's good to just hold the airplane mode it and protect your peace that day and just. Oh, it sounds beautiful. God, I could use one of those days right now. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You know, people can get really fixated on what is exactly the precise protocol for the thing I'm dealing with. And I've certainly worked with a bunch of clients who they do find that one flip that they've switched that actually starts something to heal better. So I'll give myself as an example, because everybody's heard about it, probably ad nauseum, but I had had eczema on the backs of my hands and I had it for four years and it didn't start until I was two years into following medical medium, which was bizarre to me to begin with, but who knows what I picked up or what I got exposed to. And for all the things I did try, I couldn't get it to go away. I drank tons of heavy metal detox smoothies. I drank tons of anti-pesticide tea. I was trying everything I could. I had cleaned a gajillion things out of my space. I couldn't figure it out. And then, and it was episode 45. I will never forget this episode 45 of the podcast. And I had Lynette lay on and she was talking about how radiation and EMFs were a trigger for her eczema. And I cut all of that stuff out. So I made my room an EMF free space when I sleep at night. And I got an EMF blanket and I did it and then didn't think about it. And it wasn't, you talk about forgetting. It wasn't until two months later that I realized that the eczema had been gone for two months. And that was actually yeah. the thing that made the difference. So I will say on some level, at, at for some things, at some point, there's that one little thing that will flip the switch. But I completely agree with you on so many aspects of this. The eating the healthy foods and doing so much, you know, the supplements and all the different things that we do to support our bodies, it makes our bodies less hospitable to the viruses and the bacteria that are at the bottom of most of these. And so, you know, I, I also laughed when I think about the recipes. So many of them are just another way to repackage some fruit or some potato and put some more cilantro in something. Like at some point, it's just repackaging all these healthy foods. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can be really specific about what your protocol is, but the bigger picture on this is 90 to 95% of it is the same for everybody. And especially if you don't know exactly what the root cause is of the symptoms that you're having, you can make a lot of progress without spending all your time trying to drill down into what precisely is it, as long as you directionally know there is a pathogen, there's a bacteria, there's a virus. And yep, that's what I'm going to knock out. So I think you make some good points there. I think towards the end of my healing journey now, I don't know if there's an end to it, obviously, but to a point where I can share about it a lot more. One of the things I always love to to encourage other people or just to kind of let them recognize that throughout the process, you have to go find out, just like you explained, you have to keep trying new things. But there's this parallel production happening that we don't understand. And when you get to a point and it clicks, or for me, I never clicked. It was a gradual thing. You have more love inside than you've ever had before. You have more compassion. You have more forgiveness. You have more light. You have something inside of you that was growing in a parallel production. And it's not all about symptoms anymore. Now there's a new life that grows inside of you that you understand things differently and it's worth it. Like it's worth it in the end because there's something you can't, I don't know how to, I'm not able to put it into words, but there's a newness, a freshness, a change that lives inside of you that you get to enjoy. 
And that smile comes from inside you. And then you get to share it with other people, but it's so renewable. Like you just keep, it's like something changes. But when you're back there on the wheelchair stage, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't want to talk to you because I'm hurting right now. But when you go find out and you keep trying to keep having faith and you keep moving through, there is a point that you get there and something changes inside of you. I don't even know what it is. I, I can't explain it, but it is powerful and it's it share you share it with other people and, and you get to keep it for yourself. If someone offends you all of a sudden, you're just like. I'm okay with that. Like, because I know something you don't know. Like, well, I don't know what it is. So I encourage anyone that's like going through a journey or listening to this to realize at that place, there's a parallel production happening inside of you, a, a complete overhaul transformation that's not like a medicine, a shot, a, a, a band aid, a hack, a YouTube hack, or intermittent fasting. It's not creating a parallel production, it's just creating a hack for you. These things that we're doing with this healthy food, healthy environment, is also doing something you can't see. And when you get there to see it, when the curtain opens up, it's fantastic. You're like, it's totally worth it. I'm there. I'm there forever. So encourage anyone that hears that. Yeah. I so resonate with that. And even as you were saying it, I, I was thinking, I I completely understand what you're talking about. And I have no idea how I would put that into words either. So I think you said that beautifully. And I think, I think there's a lot of people who will resonate that. And I hope that... Yeah. The people who aren't there yet, I hope that gives them a little incentive and an excitement to to keep Absolutely. going, to, to mm-hmm. get them over to it. Because it is such a magical, intangible thing inside. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I completely relate to that. I think you said that very well. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a renewable source. Like it just, it comes back and it comes back and it comes back. I'm not saying there's not a bad day or a bad hour. That's just us being human, but there's something that's very foundationally changing about this process that we go through. Yeah. yeah. And you'll hear it. You're here at the clues because success leaves clues behind and you'll start finding them along your path and you'll keep doing them. But somebody will say to you one day, you look happy today. You handled that really well. And you're like, wait a second. Like if you hear those clues, those are like, okay, there's some major healing going on because I just went through a really hard time, but I handled it really well and really healthy. And, you know, so like you'll hear those clues and if you, and and people need to recognize those things because people will, the right people will say something to you like, wow, you're just, you're looking great today. You just, you're vibing differently. Right. And it's amazing. This, this healing journey is about so much more than just the physical. And I love that that's what we've been able to talk about so much. It's, it's, there's, there's just a lot more to it and it's just such a gift. So if you had to give some advice to somebody who was just starting out, what would you tell them? Hang on. (laughs) This is fantastic. And it is, oh, it's not going to go the way you expect it to go, but you just have to absolutely know that you are worth healing and you're worth the effort because it's not just for you. It's for anybody, like when you get down the road, you're going to be able to see it's for your children or for your spouse, for your you know relationship, for a partner. Like anything that you can give out there is just it's worth taking care of yourself. You're worth it, and you're not faulty. You just have to go through the process. And there's going to be days, months that are just going to be yucky, but you know the end goal in sight is. It is going to be there. Like we just said, it's not just, Hey, my eczema has gone on my hands. 
there's a transformation happening that you don't see inside of you. And when you get there and you, you can look back and see it, you're like, if I, even if I had eczema, I'm going to try to say this, even if I had it, God, I'm so thankful today of these things that I know and these things that I feel and these things that I experience in my life. This symptom is not going to bring me down. I know that can probably ruffle some feathers saying that, but even though I still have nerve damage in my feet, they still tingle a little bit. The healing, that parallel production that's happened, I'm okay with it. Like I'm good with it now. Like I, there's something bigger and deeper inside of me than there was before. So yeah, that whole healing journey is not going to go the way you expect. Not at all. Like, but but keep finding out, keep working, keep trying that tea or trying to do this or trying to do that and keep going. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fun adventure. Wonderful. It is. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what the next year brings with it. Right. Absolutely. So if Jeff, if people want to find you on social media, where can they look? Mostly on Facebook, Jeff Johnson, like is my name. And I'm always talking to people on Facebook and people reach out randomly all the time. I have an Instagram account and I don't do a lot with it, but there's always some pictures of some yummy food and that's Jeff Johnson 170. Great. I'll link to both of those in the show notes. People can find them easily. Yeah. And I just, just the other day, just part of my healing journey, I was out at the park and there was a gentleman and he was walking with two canes and people were walking past him at the park, just walking past him. I magnetically went over to him because I could tell he was walking with a cane because there was some nerve damage because the body moves differently when there's nerve issues than, than a sore muscle or something like that. We connected, we talked to our stories and at 630 when we can, we meet over the park together and just walk and talk and share this journey together. But you'll make these connections that you never expected. And those connections heal you because you get to give and it heals them because they get to receive. And so that was just a beautiful part of my summer this year. Just this 65 year old dude that I get to go hang out with. No agendas, no like exchange of anything, money or just like, I love you. You love me. Let's do this. I got you. Like I've been there. And so those wonderful things happen. Those are very valuable to us. That's amazing. And, you know, and I appreciate you giving back to the listeners of the podcast too, because I think this is such an important part of the process so that there's two pieces of it, right? Those of us who've healed, we want to be able to pass it forward and pay it forward to help the people who are on the other side. And I know the people on the other side can use the help too. I know when I started out, I wanted more things like this, which is why I created this, but it feels so good on the other side to try to help people with the other challenges that they may be facing to give them some tips and even sometimes just the emotional support. So I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping that gentleman. And thank you for coming on the podcast. This has been so fun. It's been great to connect with you. Absolutely. It's been so much fun. I thank you so much too. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. After that great episode, here is my challenge to you. Take a piece of paper and a pen and write down what your healthiest day would look like. And how does that look? Are there changes that you could be making that would get you closer to that? And how much of that are you already doing? I've been working on this since I taped the episode, and I find it very helpful to take that step back and look at what I'm doing from the outside, and I think you may find it helpful too. Feel free to ping me in the DMs on my Instagram at carefullyhealingwithkirsten, and let me know if you had any aha moments while doing this. I would love to hear from you. 
Show notes for this episode, episode number 98, are available through your podcast provider like Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you followed Quest for Healing. And they're also available on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash podcast. Now, the next episode is likely going to be delayed a couple of weeks because I'm going to do my best to take an actual vacation with some real time off. But I do have a few more episodes in the hopper for you. So this will not be like my hiatus this spring. And I will keep you posted on social media when the next episode is coming. And I know that you'll enjoy it. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium lauryl sulfate-free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started, and you can use my code CAREFULLYHEALING, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com.